One final hour to go here on the Hoffman Show. Linnell Willingham sitting in for the Prince of Passion. Take you up to 6 o'clock before we hand things over to Maryland Terrapins basketball. On the rejoiner there, talk about pressure. A lot of pressure on this new ownership group. There's a lot of pressure on the big three here in Washington. Talking about Josh Harris, Adam Peters, and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn officially introduced as the team's next head coach yesterday. And one big takeaway that I think all of us had from that press conference is there was a bromance brewing and forming between Adam Peters and Dan Quinn. And if you're a Washington fan, you should love every second of what you heard yesterday. And yeah, I understand it's an intro press conference and there's a lot of fluff, but both of these cats seemed pretty genuine about being in lockstep on every decision that has to be made in this franchise. And the next big decision that's going to have to be made is quarterback. You got the number two overall pick coming up in April. You got 80 plus million dollars in cap space. You got five picks within the top 100. You can go a multitude of different ways at the game's most important position. I flip back and forth on it every day. But if you had to ask me sitting here right now at 5.04 Eastern time on February the 6th, I'm saying do whatever it takes to acquire Caleb Williams. Do whatever it takes to ensure that Caleb Williams is back in D.C. He is by far the best quarterback prospect in this class, and I don't think it's relatively close. There are tiers in every quarterback class. I think Caleb this year is in a tier of his own. He's flirting and teetering on the verge of being a generational, can't-miss type of prospect. Why pass on that? Why not do whatever it takes to bring that into your organization? We had a conversation yesterday about recalibrate versus rebuild. You know what will make this a recalibration? You know what would get this thing uh, going back north again, as Dan Quinn put it? Nailing the quarterback position. We've seen on countless different occasions this year, Teams doing whatever it takes to get that signal caller, and it changes the fortunes of your franchise immediately. Look at C.J. Stroud with the Texans. Look at what happened ultimately with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Quarterback position is the most important position in all of pro sports. So if I was Washington, my preference would be trading up for Caleb Williams. But I do understand the greatness that Jaden Daniels potentially could have. I understand the upside that exists with Drake May. The one lens I feel like we haven't looked at this thing through is how Adam Peters evaluates quarterback. Because as I mentioned earlier, he's taken two non-first-round quarterbacks to the Super Bowl. How is he going to view this upcoming quarterback crop. Is there a guy out there that he feels is good enough to trade the farm for? At the end of the day, I continue to harp on it. We're at the mercy of the evaluator. Whatever they say goes, and I'm willing to trust whatever they, whichever which direction they want to go. <coughs> I'm on board with it. I'm on board with it. But at the end of the day, if it was my preference, if it was my personal choice, I'm giving up the farm for Caleb Williams, and I'm not thinking twice about it. 
0980 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Plenty of different ways Washington can go at quarterback. They can trade up. They can trade back. They can stand pat and not take a quarterback at two overall. They can trade back up into the first round to guarantee that fifth year of control. We don't know which way they're going to go. Which way do you want them to go? Let's go to Drew. What's going on, Drew? Hey, what's happening now? I'm good. How you doing? Good. All right. I'm for them, you know, trading up. You know, your, your offensive coordinator loves them, already coached them. Um, so, you know, you, you have that connection there. You know, Riddick talked about the um, IG post from Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once he got the gig, of, hey, this, you know, my guy or whatever it was that he said, you know. And then for me, if you can't, for some reason, if, 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 if uh, Chicago is asking for too much, then I just stay pat and then go with, um, you know, Jaden Daniels. But I think what's important for a lot of the fan base to understand is they're not building a church choir. They're building a football team. <laughs> For sure. You know, and the church choir even got centers. Huh. So Preach. You know, we need, Preach. So, so we need so we need to stop we need to stop acting, you know, holier than now when it comes to the football players. You're going to have psychopaths on your team. Like most successful um football teams, they got some weirdos on the team. For sure. You know, For sure. you, you got some you got some guys that at night, if you've seen them, you know, you come out your house and they standing by your car, you're, you're gonna go back in the house. You know, that, that's you need that's, it though. I, I get I get what you're saying, Drew. It's a prereq. That's what you need. Like this this notion that we're gonna build this boys' choir and that you're gonna win the Super Bowl with that is is just ridiculous. You know, you talked about you know even if um you talked about Taylor Williams could wear a dress. Linnell, I would go by the dude dress. <laughs> if it meant if it meant he's under center with us for the next 10, 15 look, years, look, what else would I care about? Look, look, Linnell, I'd be out there like Tyra Banks in the American Next Top Mark with that dude. <laughs> yeah, you cutting up, I, Drew. You cutting up you for know, sure. Like, let's let's be real. You go for the best talent and you let the coach and the GM deal with the quirks. Um, this isn't an RG three situation. Where you know Mike uh, Shanahan didn't want to step up and speak up or check him properly, and the owner let Robert run wild. You know this this is not that. So I'm um, I'm comfortable with them going up and dealing with whatever little quirks Caleb Williams sure. have. And I appreciate the call, Drew. I mean, yeah, I couldn't have laid it out any better. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh, look, and this is what teams do. That's what we all got to understand. Teams sometimes will leak out negative things about guys in hopes that they fall to them. It's a dirty, dirty game talking about the NFL pre-draft process. But as Drew laid out, and as I've been saying all show, whatever Adam Peters and company decide, I'm on board with. Let's go to Rob. What's going on, Rob? Rob. Hey, 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 Linnell. What's going on? Um, I agree with you about getting Caleb, and then I don't agree with you because we've been having bad luck drafting these hometown kids from D.C., I love his talent. Hey, man, let me tell you this. If, if, if I look, if, 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 if I let history and luck determine my decision making, I'd probably be a virgin forever. Yeah, you can't let that determine what, what, what you do moving forward. True, true that, true that. And, and one other thing, I don't want to, we at number two, we had a good spot. 
the Chicago Bears want Marvin Harrison Jr. Let them take him, and Caleb is going to fall to us. We don't need to panic or do anything or do anything drastic. We need to keep our picks and, and keep it rolling. Rob, appreciate the call. Let's go to Ronald. What's going on, Ronald? Miguel, what's going on? What's going on, man? How are you? Listen, you're right. Uh, this guy's a generational talent, and you have to do what you can because next year is no guarantee. And all these other quarterbacks, roll the dice with Daniels. If you stay, stay fast, I'm, I wouldn't be mad about that. But this guy's a generational talent, and I'm thinking the Bears might want your two – they might want to throw in two defensive players like Jonathan Allen and maybe somebody else. Now, two defensive players. I would say Ronald is probably crazy, but I wouldn't rule out John Allen for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a push the other person. It depends on, you know, what you're asking, if you're willing to give up. We got so much capital. Excuse me, sir. When you make a right, you're going to keep straight. Thank you very much. Ronald, I appreciate it. Excuse me, sir. Ronald, you better pay the hell attention. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Josh. What's going on, Josh? What's going on, man? I I'm, thank God I finally got through. Like, <laughs> my God, you made me call in after 20 years. I have not called in. My God, Linnell. Let me tell you something, my brother. I don't know what you were talking about by far. Caleb Williams is better than Jaden Daniels. Huh? Jaden Daniels right. threw for 40 touchdowns, four interceptions, 3,800 yards. Number one at QBR with a 90, 96. Are you kidding me? What take did you watch? He would you think in your mind that Caleb Williams is better than Daniels? You've lost your mind. Jaden Daniels fried everybody. He fried Alabama, and if he didn't get hurt in that game, they probably would have beat them. He threw for 200 and rushed for 200. Are you kidding me? A, a, a sizable gap? You're crazy. Trading up to get no Caleb Williams with Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Going to be right there in our lap? No way. Long time, crying on the field with his mama, crying at the game, painting his fingernails. Doing a, no, we don't need none of that. We want dogs in our <laughs> When we draft that number two, we want a dog. And Jalen Swiffy Dales is him. I hear what Thank you're saying, you Josh. I, I, I hear what you're saying, Josh. But this is what I'll say about Caleb versus Jaden Daniels. While I admit it, it, it's impressive to me what he did in the SEC this past year, when you cut on the tape and just watch, who's more impressive with their right arm? See, Jaden Daniels has escape ability. I agree with you, Josh. Caleb Williams also has escape ability. The difference between Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams, when Jaden Daniels leaves the pocket, it's to run. When Caleb Williams leaves the pocket, it's to throw the football down the field. I just think from an arm talent standpoint, it's not really a comparison. Jaden Daniels can throw the hell out of the what the slot fade, right? He's got good ball placement no on the deep ball. I love all of that. But who's been no more sir. consistent over the entirety of their college career? Don't just look at this year's tape. Because if you just look at this year's tape for Caleb Williams, there are a couple of head-scratching performances on there. And you can do the same thing okay, with Jaden so Daniels. He's had his weak spots during the year. And don't mention, you left out Josh, that he's playing with arguably – one of the best damn receiver duos in all of this college football. The offensive line was amongst the best in college football. So what do we – look at what Caleb was working with in comparison to what Jaden was working with. Can't be a slide on him, though. You can't make that uh, slight on him because he had that. When it was time, when the lights cut on, this is what I'm going to say to you, Lanelle. Mm-hmm. When the lights were the biggest, which one of them fried the most? It was Jaden Daniels. When they had to play Alabama, when they had – even when they played Florida State, the I first game of the year they lost. He's still two for 369 yards. Come on, man. Josh, I hear you. I appreciate the call. 
Didn't I say I go back and forth on this every day? This is what I mean. That's why. All the reasons Josh just listed is why I go back and forth. Because I do, you'd be a damn fool to try and overlook and understate what Jaden Daniels did this past year. It's just different, though, man. What Caleb is doing is just different. I think he can do everything that Jaden can do from an athletic standpoint, but I don't think Jaden can make all the throws that Caleb Williams did. You didn't see Jaden Daniels, at least in my opinion, on certain routes like a curl, throw the ball before the receiver turns around. I need to see him progress as an anticipatory thrower. We haven't seen him throw the ball over the middle uh, routinely with success. There are holes in his game. Just like those holes in Caleb's game. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The big picture is this. Whichever way they go, I think as a fan base, we have to be okay with it because you can make a strong argument for all of the different options that Washington has. One person that we haven't heard from yet on the Washington Commanders quarterback situation is head coach Dan Quinn. He talked to our pal Scott Abraham yesterday of ABC7 and had a damn strong statement about what Washington plans on doing. At the quarterback position. That's next on the Team 980. 301-230-0980 is the number here on the Hoffman Show. It's Team 980. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Linnell Willingham sitting in for Craig Hoffman, who's Anthony, if I'm not mistaken, he's en route to Vegas. About to be. Is he en route to Vegas? Is he in Vegas? Uh, He should be there by now. Should be there by now. I know he's going to be doing some work uh, on Radio Row. Ant-Man, we haven't tapped in with you yet. Uh, throughout the show, you've been busy screening the calls, but I'm curious to get Ant's, Ant's uh, perspective and you guys' perspective on what Washington ultimately should end up doing at the quarterback position. We've heard from Lewis Riddick of ESPN, who was pretty much standing on the table for Washington to trade up for USC's Caleb Williams. You've heard my perspective. I, I don't even know what my perspective is. I know that's horrible radio to do. I'm flip-flopping like a fish out of water because I understand that there's not just one way to do this. I think that's where we're getting pigeonholed into with this. There's not one way to properly build a football team. And that's ultimately where I think this gets down to. It is your team-building preference. And I just want to add that, look, Adam Peters has built two Super Bowl teams for San Francisco that have not had First-round quarterbacks. Now, I understand they're an outlier, an anomaly, whatever you want to call it, but the facts are the facts. I want to know how Adam Peters views quarterback. Does he think you got to take one in the first round, or does he feel like you should insulate the rest of the roster and then drop your quarterback in? Because we've seen it done both ways, and both ways have had success. Another big voice in this whole thing is going to be new head coach Dan Quinn. What he thinks about quarterback ultimately will be huge as well, even though he's a defensive-minded coach. He will have impact and input on the decision. Anthony, now that you're off the phone, what's your perspective on this? Because I feel like, for Caleb at least, your perspective and vantage point should be a little bit different. You're from the area. You follow high school sports as closely as I do. He may go down as the best high school quarterback maybe in the history of the state of Maryland. That performance, was it Was it then versus good counsel? 
Dematha. Versus Dematha when he went bonkers. Yeah, he threw like a, a like seven hell... touchdowns and like it was ridiculous. Yeah, and he had a walk off hail mary touchdown to like win the game. I mean, it that's crazy. <laughs> we know what it is with him. So, with all that being said, and are you are you willing to give up the farm to go and get? And I should I should be more specific than saying give up the farm. Let, let's speak. It's going to be a big haul. It'll be a big haul. Yeah. Even even though it's only moving up one spot, let's just say. It's this year's first-rounder plus your next two first-rounders. Let's just use that as the baseline for this deal. Now, I still think that's a little bit rich, but, like, let's just say it's that. I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad of a deal, especially if he's able to come in here and turn you into a 10-11 win football team. You're talking about, what, the 20th pick next year, the 22nd pick? We've seen Jamin Davis. No offense to Jamin, but... I feel like ah, I don't think I would be so eager to give up a big haul to move up one spot for Caleb Williams. And part of it is because I don't think him and Jaden Daniels are that far apart, to be honest. And with Cliff Kingsbury here, I think he would be able to help a guy like a Jaden Daniels. So I'm thinking we get the best guy available. So if the Bears go out and get, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., and we have uh, Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels to, to uh, pick from, I think we get Caleb in that situation. But I'm not willing to, you know, give up future assets for, for Caleb Williams because, again, I think we have so many holes in our in our team already Let me that ask you this. mortgaging and sacrificing those assets are going to come back to bite us in the butt. I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I think our big – the big discrepancy that I'm going to have with – a lot of different people in the building is that I, I first of all disagree with what you said. I don't I do think there's a sizable gap between Caleb and Jaden. And I worry about Jaden's ability, and I love Jaden Daniels. I think he fits like a glove in Cliff's system. You trust him to stay healthy? Did he show any type of responsibility as a runner this past year? It was reckless. It wasn't. You know, you have to learn how to, you know, slide and protect yourself. In the NFL, but that's everybody that like injuries come out of nowhere. Anthony Richardson, for, for, sure. for instance, and I think that more so goes to your point in terms of not knowing how to protect themselves and things of that nature. But I think the the team they're going to do their best, their due diligence to go out there and protect them. But what about Joe Burrow? He's not really a scrambler. He got hurt in his his uh, rookie year. Like you said, injuries happen. Injuries I'm just happen. saying, we you can't you can't like predict like. But if you could, if you have a guy that is 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 cognizant of taking those preventative measures to keep himself healthy. That's the one thing where it kills me when people try to throw an injury-prone label on Lamar. He's never got hurt running. One, he's so damn fast that I don't think anyone can lay a big enough hit on him. You can't catch him. But, like, I don't know. I hear what you're saying. Like I said, I'm flip-flopping on this, and that's not even how I get down, right? Like, I'm pretty concrete and firm in my takes until I get proven wrong otherwise. I could see Jaden Daniels coming in here and tearing the NFC East up. I can see Jaden Daniels walking in and turning this into a 10-win team. But if you're looking at them prospect versus prospect, who's the safer pick? Who's the more – who do we have more good tape on? This thing is Caleb. I mean, sort of, kind of, but at the same token, uh, the system that he was in last year with Cliff is sort of favorable 
this dude Jaden Daniels in the SEC going against the best of the best. Not, I hear that. No, no disrespect to the Pac-12. No, I, I hear that. 100%. But we know there's a lot of air raid. There's a lot of like poor defense over there. So you're going to be able to get off offensively. That's all I would say. I don't know. It's a lot to go back and forth about. I'll continue to say this. I'm prepared and okay with whatever they decide to do. That's where I'm at right now as a fan. I'm not bougie, right? I'm going to, and I hate the cliche, trust the process. Mark is in Laurel. What's going on, Mark? Hey, what's up? I just got to say, you know, the team is just so bad, you know, so pathetic right now. And the draft, going with a draft pick, quarterback is kind of rolling the dice. That's what they said about Ryan Lee. But I would I would go with, I would give a third-round draft pick for the, the the guy down in there for Chicago. You got a proven product. He's already polished. You, know, about Justin you, know, Fields. you know what you're going to get. Yeah, finished product. Get, they get a third-round pick, paying $40 million a year, and you're done with that position. But this team has no explosive players. Nobody. And the two best, the most two important positions on the football team is elite pass rushers and quarterback. This team has neither one. So you got a quarterback already. You pick up Marvin Harris doing a great draft, and you're set. You don't have to worry about anything else. If it was that easy. If it was that easy, Mark. I appreciate yeah, the call, easy. as always, yep. my man. The one thing that I would say about Justin Fields, I, I don't know, man. I, I love Justin Fields as much as the next guy. I would love to see him in a change of scenery. I'm the first one that will stand on the table and talk about how important fit is for the success of a young quarterback. But when you've won as little games as he's won since he's come in the NFL, when the numbers are the numbers, I don't know. I, I'm not even – that's what I'm saying. It's, it's honest. The Justin Fields thing is crazy, and that, that's a whole other scenario that we haven't even kicked the tires on yet. Would you be willing to take a flyer on Justin Fields? Could you imagine – could you imagine Justin Fields and Cliff Kingsbury's offense? I just, I don't know. I don't know. 301 230 is the number. Let's get Johnny in here. What's going on, Johnny? Listen, the next guy, I would love to see him. Johnny, hey, turn I'm your radio down. I can't, look, Johnny, I can't stand to hear the sound of my voice, Johnny. Please just, just turn your radio <laughs> down, brother. It's, it's all right. On? Man, I just wanted to say, first off, man, you like a breath of fresh air, man. I, I enjoy hearing you on the radio. I appreciate uh, you. As far as the quarterback thing, man, I think it's it's a no brainer, man. We gotta go after Caleb Williams, man. You can't you can't let you can't leave a generation of talent on the board and all this talk about the holes that we supposedly have on the team. We don't know what the new coaches staff, we don't know what the system is gonna look like and how these guys are gonna fit. And to be honest with you, it's nobody on this team that's on the roster already that we can't we can't trade or should be worrying about trading. So as far as holes is concerned, we got we got a rag of free agent money. We got a whole bunch of picks. It, it's go after the generation of talent, man. I, I I just don't see how I don't see how anyone could justify not doing it unless they holding on to something, somebody, or they holding on to something from a uh, team that won four games. There's nobody on this team that For we sure. can't get mm. rid of. For sure. As far as I'm concerned, it's 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 it's, it's a no brainer. We got to go after the generational talent, man. If he a generational talent, we got to go. We got to roll the dice. We got to go. We gotta, we can't gotta go. stay on the board. What what what, what they say, Johnny? What what they say? Crap or get off the pot. It, it, it's time to yes, let sir. loose, baby. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty is the number. I I get it. I, I'll continue to say it, man, till I'm blue in the face. We're at the mercy of the evaluator, ultimately. Point blank. And before we get out of here, 
we'll look at this thing from another angle that I wish we honestly had the last hour of the show for because it is honestly, it's the it's the scenario that I think you all fear. Let's go out to AP. What's going on, AP? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, brother? Good, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. Hey, so for me personally, you know, because as the other callers have said, we, we got a lot to give up. And excuse my background. I'm checking out at the uh, grocery store. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we got a lot to lose if we just want to pony up and let it ride on on seven, you know. Like, we, we, we got a lot of holes to fill. So. We do. To just be trying to bank on that whole generational talent thing. We, we said that once upon a time about Chase Young, and look how that turned out. Oh, hey, 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 you, you can't. Look, 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 I hear look, you, look, I hear look, 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 I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know saying. I'm getting ready to act like, a fool about Chase Daniels, right? I, hey, look, Jaden Daniels right there, man. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to play it safe. If he missed and Caleb turned out to be, a, you know, a dog and whatever. You know what's going on. Hey, man, we're just going to have to take that L. But at the same time. We got a lot of holes to fill with the whole air raid offense potentially and the Jaden Daniels. I'm, I'm willing to take that risk and, and fill the other holes that we got to fill. For sure. AP, That's appreciate the call now. as always. I, I understand it, like I said, from all different angles. From all different angles. My thing, for y'all folks out there who are afraid to give up the capital to go get him, if he turns out to be what most evaluators think he will be, then it's not going to matter the measly first-round pick that you gave up to get him. At the end of the day, this franchise has been starved from a long-term answer at that position. And if he's the guy, right, you do what you can. You move heaven and earth to go get him. That would be my preference. Because who's to say you're going to have the opportunity to pick second again? That's my whole thing. Strike while the iron's hot. This quarterback class, the top of it, it's better than what you're going to get next year. It, where it's just Shador and then everyone else. Still no, man. Let's go to Cliff. What's going on, Cliff? Hey, what's going on, Lunel? Um, I don't want to give up no capital. We got nine picks in this draft. I want to get all nine. Whoever the Bears take, and if Caleb is there, we take Caleb. If the Bears take Caleb, then we take Jaden Daniels. And I want to add a third member in that because I, I almost forgot about him, which he should have been, had he not gotten injured, he probably would have been in the national championship. Jordan Travis and undefeated Florida State. Huh. I hope Florida State next year kicked everybody's behind for what happened this year. <laughs> I felt like they got still. And I sit back and listen. Cliff, I appreciate it as always. I hear you on Jordan Travis. I remember watching him and Jaden Daniels duel, man. It was uh... – it's a hell of a game. I think that's that's interesting. Another later round quarterback that I feel like isn't being talked about enough. Spencer Rattler, man. Thought he played his tail off this year for South Carolina. Remember a couple of years ago, there was talks about him being, you know, the number one overall pick in his class. So there's it's a bunch of different ways Washington could ultimately go. I teased it before we went to break the last time, but I want to re-rack it again here. We didn't really hear Dan Quinn give too much of an answer on Washington's plans at quarterback during the press conference. But after the press conference, he did a one-on-one with Scott Abraham of ABC7, and you're not going to want to miss what he had to say about the quarterback position in D.C. That's next on the Team 980. 
301-230-0980 is the number. It's the Hoffman Show here on the Team 980. Linnell Willicamp sitting in for Craig Hoffman. We'll take you to 6 p.m. before Maryland Terrapins basketball follows your boy. Plenty of big-time hoops on tap tonight. Mentioned it at the top of the show. I'm a big NBA guy. 48 hours away from the trade deadline coming up on Thursday. We got the Bucks visiting Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and the Suns tonight. Uh, that's 1030 over on TNT. Make sure you tap into that. I'm super excited to see that matchup. I feel like we've been robbed of LeBron versus Giannis too many times to this point. We also get to see Damian Lillard versus Devin Booker tonight as well. So plenty of star power on the floor uh, tonight on TNT. I want to continue our conversation about the quarterback position here in Washington. That is the most important problem to solve here moving forward. And we know how universally aligned Dan Quinn, Adam Peters, and ownership are right now. It's beautiful. It's music to my ears. But that being said, they're ultimately going to have to come to a decision at quarterback. And whichever decision they come to, like I said, they will be universally aligned in that decision. We heard from Lewis Riddick on what Washington should do at quarterback. We heard from you, the callers, on what Washington should do at quarterback or what the outlook is for Washington at quarterback. We even heard Dan Quinn talk about it yesterday in his media availability, getting introduced here in Washington. But he didn't really go into great detail about what Washington's plans are going to be at quarterback. But then he got a little bit looser with our own Scott Abraham of ABC7. When asked about the quarterback position, Dan Quinn had this to say. What do you look at when you see the quarterback position here currently in Washington? And maybe how do you plan to attack that via free agency or the draft? Yeah, and certainly talent is here also at quarterback, you know, going against, you know, Sam through this year and, and honestly from a little bit from last year as well, you knew how, you know, talented this player was and the strength and the arm talent and the ability to create and that's what quarterback play is, you know, off schedule plays and get outside the pocket. Not everything is always clean and where you can go. So um, we're just getting started on the evaluation phase. And so when you're putting a whole program together, there's free agency, there's the draft, and you'll look at all the things, you know, to try to make the team better. But um, I was certainly impressed by the competitor that Sam is. That jumped out to me, uh, you know, how tough and competitive he is. So you're saying there's a chance, Dan Quinn. I feel like fans out there, no one, no one was ready for that response. I don't know if some of you out there are smart enough to anticipate it. But as I've continued to say, we're at the mercy of the evaluator, people. We don't know what Adam Peters and company are going to take away from Sam Howell's first year as an NFL starter. We simply don't know. And I think we all are in concert here believing that, you know, look, Sam Howell probably wasn't put in the best position to succeed last year. Honestly. The moves that Washington made last offseason weren't the moves of a team that was trying to develop a young quarterback. Sam Howell being anointed the starter last year was Ron Rivera trying to save his own ass. But ultimately, it's going to end up being good for the franchise because while there were some really rough moments down the stretch, we can't sit here and ignore the positives that we saw from Sam Howell. If we're being objective about this thing. And like I said earlier, Adam Peters' track record speaks for itself when it comes to the quarterback position. 
Brock Purdy is starting for the Niners in the Super Bowl right now. They moved on from Trey Lance, who was the top five pick. Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback under center the last time we saw the Niners play in the Super Bowl. So I think the big thing we're going to have to learn and figure out here over the next several months is how Adam Peters ultimately views the quarterback position. How important is it for him to take one in the top five or in the first round? That matters here. And everyone wants to talk about Drake May and what he was able to do in Phil Longo's offense and how it is eerily similar to the air raid that Cliff Kingsbury ran. We bring up Drake May, but if you're going to bring up Drake May, you got to bring up Sam Howell as well. You just have to, right? What if Cliff Kingsbury, what if Adam Peters, what if Dan Quinn decides, you know what? I think there's some meat on the bone here. I think he has a skill set that I could ultimately work with. And it makes the most sense to build this team the way I built the Super Bowl, perennial Super Bowl contender in San Francisco. Build things up front along the offensive line. Make sure that the quarterback is properly insulated. Make sure Sam Howell has all he needs to succeed. That's my that's my own thing. That's why I'm not completely closing the door on Sam Howell. Why, how could you to this point? How could you to this point? And even if they do decide to draft a quarterback at two or, or they trade back and take one later in the first round, can we learn from the mistakes of our past? Can we not be hard-headed? Whatever happens at quarterback, I know one thing for certain. There sure as hell better be a competition going on in training camp. No one better be anointed the starter like we've seen in years past. I'm done with that mentality. And I hope that Adam Peters and company don't have those same beliefs. And you heard competition as a buzzword yesterday from DQ. You got to have it at every position. And I think it's super important. At quarterback, I understand wanting to get a guy reps and things of that nature. But, man, at the end of the day, you got to figure out who's the best option for you. And I think that sometimes can come by virtue of competition. Whoever they draft, if they choose to draft someone, Sam Howell's under contract. They will have to go through him if it was my football team. And I think we're at the point right now, because we know so little about the evaluation, could be in a situation in the spot where it's like, look, I don't think I don't think it's worth taking a quarterback in the top five. This offensive tackle class is the best in recent memory. Imagine trading back from number two overall, getting your choice of the top tackle, and then with the assets that you were able to coop from trading back, imagine able to imagine being able to get another starting tackle. You can walk out of April's draft with two starting tackles, a starting center. I mean, there's so many different ways they ultimately could go. But I think the talent in the draft, specifically at offensive tackle, is really going to influence the way that they go.
I think you'd be crazy not to acknowledge that. So many different options on the table for this group. And I know the idea of Sam Howell ever getting to go under center again scares the hell out of a lot of you. But, um, dude, let's set the top of the show. Quarterback success, specifically the success of a young signal caller, is all dependent upon fit. And based off of what they did to try and elevate Sam Howell, wasn't a good fit for him last year in Washington. Not with that offensive line. Just is what it is at this point. If you're going to harp on the negatives that you saw at the end of the season, you can't omit the positive things that we saw through the first half. There's clearly, there's clearly something there with Sam Howell. He's not, he's not Taylor Heineke. He's got physical gifts to be a starter in the league. I think it's, I think it's super important that the offensive coordinator has a plan to elevate this kid. I think it's super important that the talent evaluators have a plan to elevate this kid. You have to surround him with the most talent possible. And Washington just simply didn't do that this past year. They just didn't. You can't tell me you're trying to develop Sam Howe, but you draft Emmanuel Forbes and Quan Martin with your first two picks. You can't tell me you're trying to develop Sam Howe and you draft an unplayable guard. Talk about Braden Daniels. And I know the injury happened for Braden. Before he was hurt, he was horrible. Had a rough camp. They didn't do enough to help Sam Howell last year. I think we could all agree upon that. Or can we? It's all up to Adam Peters. It's all up to Josh Harris and Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn. Like I continue to say, we're now at the mercy of the evaluator. We'll take your calls if you got them still. 301-230-0980 is the number. We'll take one final timeout before we hand things over to Maryland Terrapins basketball. Then we got real things coming up next here on the Team 980. One quick segment here before we dish things over to Maryland Terrapins basketball. I see the phone line still lit up. Let's go to G from the shop. G, you're on a very limited shot clock right now. What's going on? I don't, I don't need that much long for the future 40-year-old virgin right there, man. <laughs> oh, is that what you took away from what I said? Hey, trust me, G. Hey, look, I'm riding around and getting it. Trust that. Hey, hey, but I couldn't resist that. But my two sons, man, shout out Anthony and Lunell. But, man, chill out, man. A lot of good people come. We got project mentality, man. A lot of good people come out the project. I came man. from the projects, yeah. G. You know that's why I'm speaking on it. Man, man, shout out Jaden Daniels, man. Trust the process, and I like what uh, the owners, man, did with putting these people in position to make the right decision. Trust the process, and they with us. I think we're going to be back. Love y'all, man. Let's go to Derek. What's going on, Derek? Hello? I know you ain't. You got to be there. We on the, on the shot clock, my boy. Oh, honestly, I thought I got hung up on. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, no. Uh, so I'm actually open to everything. I uh, I just don't want to trade up. I uh, would rather. I gonna say you open to everything have, and then tell rather, me what you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my bad. No, I hate I'm open I'm to everything but trading up. Um, 
So I am not sold on any quarterback as like one being a can't miss. I, I'm okay with either one of them. I'm okay with like if they evaluate Howell and they decide that he's the best way forward and they want to invest free agency and draft capital in other places, then so be it. But I'd rather them stay where they are or trade back and just take whoever's the best player available. Appreciate the call as always, Derek. As I've said for the entirety of the show, right, the fact that we're even in this position is brilliant. But for the next couple of months, you'll hear me say the same exact phrase. We are at the mercy right now of the evaluator. It's going to do it here for this Tuesday edition of the Hoffman Show. We're back with you tomorrow with the Rooster, Chris Russell, 1-4 to four here on the Team 980. Win Bag Wednesdays, the tradition continues. Maryland Terrapins basketball coming up next.